Back to your calls in a moment on 1300 01 1170. Time to catch up with our great friend Simon Hill, host of the Global Game. It is appointment radio for lovers of football tonight from 8 o'clock on 1170. And across the SEN network is on the line right now. Morning, Simon. Morning, Julian. How are you? Very well. I've had a few people on the text line saying that they're fighting a losing battle against this word versing. So my son says, Dad, who, who are Man United <laughs> versing this weekend? Oh. And I said, it's, it's an uphill battle. I don't know whether it's time yet to, to wave the white flag, though. Oh, don't get me started on this. <laughs> versing. When did that become a thing? What oh, are they, horrible. the poets? Come on. Yes, it's, it's not a poetry <laughs> slam, is it? I agree. I agree. Well, Saturday night, let's start with MacArthur FC, who versed Sydney FC. Uh, Belis Diofsky's done a, a wonderful job there, undefeated, top of the table at the moment. But I saw your tweet up. I had discussions with our colleagues, Adam Kwasnick and Alex Brosk, about that this red card to Andrew Redmayne. Are you as in the dark as I am when it comes to the handball rule at the moment, Simon? I think everybody is, to be honest. Um, you know, I... <laughs> Having seen the freeze frame that they used to make the decision, I can see why they made it. But I think, in, you know, the game is not played in, in freeze frame. It's played in real time. Um, it's, it's harsh. I, again, I understand why they gave it. The bigger question for me is why Redders, and I love him to bits, but why he was out that far in the first place. Mm. And it's, it's not the first time he's done that this season. Maybe he's under instruction to come out and play sweeper-keeper because they're playing a, a more a high line defensively. I don't know. But uh, certainly it changed the game. Um, that's not to say MacArthur wouldn't have won anyway, because they're in good nick at the moment. Um, and there was certainly good value for the three points after that, even though Sydney made a decent fist of it with 10 men. Um, but, yeah, you know, if, if VAR is not there, and goodness me, don't get me on this soapbox, because I'll be here all day. If VAR is not there, we go with the referee's on-field decision, which was play on. Um, and I'd have been happy with that. But, yeah. you know, it's a different era. It's the era of versing. It's the era of VAR. <laughs> um, old people like you and I, Julian, have difficulty coming to grips with those concepts. But, uh, you know, we, we just got to live with it, unfortunately. I, I would love to see or hear, and I've said this many times, uh, the audio of the conversations. I think that would make things a bit clearer for people at home. Um, they have it in other sports. It's not the fault of the A-League or the APL. It's IFAB who are the game's decision makers and by extension FIFA who just simply refuse to allow that. Uh, but the sooner we have that, if we have to have VAR, then I would like to see the pictures and the audio that accompanies the decision-making process. And then mm. even if we don't agree with the decision, at least we understand how they've arrived at it. But uh, it appears it'll be a cold day in hell before that happens, sadly. Sadly, MacArthur FC, Melbourne victory now. The only two sides yet to lose a match this season. This was a thrilling game at Combank Stadium Sunday. Uh, Melbourne victory to Western yeah. Sydney. Wanderers, Wanderers with a comeback. But all the talk now, Simon, Bruno Fornaroli, 11 goals from seven games. It has to be back on Arnie's radar. Yeah, he's on fire at the moment and... Um, I, I said on Twitter after the game that, uh, you know, I was one of those people. You, you looked at him last season, and to be fair, he played in the struggling side for victory, but it looked as though, you know, father time was starting to catch up with him a little bit. He's 36 now, um, but fair play to him. He must have had a heck of a preseason because he looks fit. He's very sharp. We, we always know he's been a, a natural goal scorer down the years, 
but it seemed as though those powers were on the wane. And uh, it's it's to Bruno's credit that he's refused to accept that. And uh, 11 goals in seven games, goodness me. Yeah. If you're Graham Arnold, you've got to be at, at the very least looking at him. I guess the question for Arnie is, you know, is, is the priority to go and win this tournament or does he have to have one eye on the World Cup in 2026? And with the greatest, uh, greatest respect to Bruno, he'll be, you know, pushing 38, 39 by the time that yeah. World Cup comes around and uh, he's probably not going to be in contention. So does he go with a younger player like Kosidi Yangi, uh, who's in good form for Portsmouth overseas? He's got other options. Jamie McLaren, uh, Mitch Duke will, will almost certainly be there. Matt Leckie can play as a nine. But I think Bruno, at the very least, has got to be a part of the conversation. And uh, if he does miss out, he's probably uh, going to consider himself... He's in. Are you there, Simon? Yep, still here. Oh, we got you. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I, I want to get your thoughts on a few other things in and around the Socceroos. But uh, just before that, uh, it's Newcastle Jets, Wellington Phoenix 3-0. This was a, a surprise result. And, you know, they are surprising a few this season, the Jets. Well, to be fair, they had a poor run going into this game. Um, so this was a little bit of a turn-up for the books, but uh, they were terrific. Um, they had to withstand a fair bit of pressure in the second half. Um, Wellington put them under the pump, but by then they'd established uh, uh, you know, two-goal cushions, so they defended very well. Uh, Rob Stanton started to get his message across. Uh, the, the one thing I like about the Jets this season, perhaps in comparison to previous campaigns, is that they appear to be a team that's got goals in them. Apostolos Stamatolopoulos, who has the greatest name in uh, the A-League at the moment, is, is uh, having a great season. Uh, he's scored a fair few, scored again at the weekends. Um, and for once, that defence held firm. So, you know, good signs for Newcastle. Uh, and for Wellington, I don't think there's too much to be concerned about um, you can lose games, uh, but if the performance is okay, then I think you can say, well, we just had a bad, a bad day at the office. And I, th- I think that was the case for Wellington. Uh, maybe less so for one or two other teams, particularly Western United, who got thumped by the Mariners on Friday mm. and were terrible. Yeah, well, it's a tale of two Aloises in the coaching ranks at the moment, isn't it, Simon? Yeah, it is. You know, Johnny is on struggle street at the moment, six consecutive losses. Um, as I say, they, they were awful against the Mariners on Friday. Not, not just the result, but the manner of the performance. Three goals conceded from corners. Defending from set pieces is, is uh, you know, one of the basics of the game, and they just didn't do that. Equally, in the opposition box, they barely created an opportunity. So he's got a lot to sort out, Johnny. And, uh, of course, he faces his brother this weekend, Ross, um, as Western take on Brisbane uh, at Amy Park on Friday. And Ross is at the opposite end of the spectrum. They got a great win, 2-0 away to Adelaide. Um, again, plenty of goals in that side. They, they, they've been strong defensively over the last couple of seasons anyway. Um, so you'd make Brisbane the favourites for that one. And, uh, you know, maybe we're seeing the revival of the Raw, which would be terrific yeah. because they've been in the doldrums for so many years, really. Yeah, and, and just one more word on that Raw Adelaide game. We would have seen the footage of Nestri Irakunda on the sideline in tears, and I just, you know, mm. so highly touted this young man and that much-vaunted move to Bayern Munich. I, I just hope that we don't put too much pressure on him, forgetting that he's still just a tender teenager. Well, that's true, but, uh, you, you know, it, unfortunately that comes with, with having great talents. It's It's not necessarily the nice nicest part of the game, but you're going to get that scrutiny because he is so good, potentially. 
Uh, now, he didn't play particularly well. Neither did Adelaide as a team, to be fair, against Brisbane. Um, but, you know, he's, got, he's about to head off to Europe where the pressure is going to be tenfold to what he, uh, you know, experiences here. So, unfortunately, he's going to have to wait, find a way to deal with that. Um, you know, I, I hope that his management team, and I'm talking about his personal management team here, you know, send people over to Germany to be with him because he's going to be in a strange country where they speak a different language. It's going to be minus 10 in winter. He's going to adapt to different food, different teammates, and a club where the expectation is that you go out and perform every single week. So, uh, you know, these are hard lessons for Nestori to learn, but um, he is only 17, and, and I agree that there's a lot of pressure on him, but you know, look at look at Wayne Rooney at the same age. Um, yeah. you know, he was 16 when he burst through at Everton and had the whole of the UK, basically, or certainly the whole of England, uh, looking at his every move. And he was mentally strong enough to come through that. So I hope Nestori is the same because he's a brilliant talent. He is. Back to the Socceroos news. Uh, devastating news for the Socceroos, of course. Captain and first-choice goalkeeper Matt Ryan, Simon, suffering a fractured cheekbone. Where does that leave Arnie in the goalkeeping ranks at the moment? Yeah, it's a worry, isn't it? Because not only is he the first-choice keeper, but, of course, he's also the Socceroos captain and uh, one of their most experienced players. So, look, he's, he's got, thirty, I think, 32 days before the tournament starts. Um, hopefully, he's a quick healer. Um, he could, of course, play with a mask, and a lot of players do that when they suffer this type of injury, when they're on the road to recovery, just to protect it. But as a goalkeeper, does that impair your vision? Um, you know, your your face and your upper body in, in football, our code of football, when you're a goalkeeper, gets more punishment than the lower part of the body, which is the case for, for outfield players. So it, it would be a big risk for him to play uh, in a mask. But maybe that's what he'll do. Um mm. It's a worry for Graham Arnold. Does he uh, look to Joe Gauchy, who's nominally his deputy at the moment, to say, OK, this is your tournament. Uh, we're going to give you a run. Does he get on the phone to Mitch Langerak? Mitch Langerak, yeah. Is playing so well, or has played so well for Nagoya Grampus over a number of years, but has decided to step away from the national team and try and, you know, mend those fences. It, it, and, he's, you know, it's not just the goalkeeper. He's got injuries in key positions. Um, Brandon Borello is out of the tournaments uh, because of injury. Uh, Garen Quallon, I, I don't think he's, he's quite right at the moment. There are others. Cammy Devlin's got an ankle injury. Nathaniel Atkinson is on the recovery road. Ryan Strain's just had an operation. So he's, he's got a few selection concerns as uh, Arnie, head of the Asian Cup. Yeah, first uh, group game, Qatar, India, January 13. Then they got Syria, January 18, and Uzbekistan five days after that. Just before we let you go, Simon, a quick word on Ange. An important win, too, for Tottenham. Uh, 4-1, comprehensive mm. over Newcastle. Uh, but to his credit, he did acknowledge that Newcastle, like Spurs themselves, uh, have had a few injury concerns. Yeah, that's true. But uh, they needed that, Spurs. They'd been on that uh, horrible run. I think it was, was it five without a win, of, of which they'd, mm. they'd lost four. Um, and it started to sort of fall away a bit. So it's a welcome return to form and, and probably just takes the heat off Ange a little bit, but which was starting to build. That's always the case in the Premier League with big clubs. Um, and Newcastle, I mean, that's a poor performance from them, even given the injuries. But uh, this is what happens when 
you know, unfortunately, you're playing not just domestic football, but you're playing in the, the big European competitions as well, which Newcastle are uh, in the Champions League. You, you know, you, the, te- the depth of your squad is tested. And if you pick up a few injuries, um, are your replacements as good as the players you're replacing? And at the moment with Newcastle, you'd, you'd have to say no. Well, they're only three points behind your beloved Man City and, of course, the man who he openly said he's just trying to copy in Pep Guardiola. We'll let you go. Thank you so much, Simon. We're looking forward to all your work tonight in the Global Game alongside Alex Brosk. And you can guarantee you won't hear the word versing. Yeah, let's never speak of it again. There he is, Simon Hill, host of the Global Game. We catch up with him each and every Tuesday on the program, 0457 736 736. Your text after the break.